0: Listening to WYXR Memphis 91.7 FM.
1: nice, nice,
2: nice.
3: It's gonna be weird.
2: Yes. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Chris. And, and we're, we're Sonosphere. Sonosphere.
3: You're listening to WYXR
2: 91.7 on your FM dial.
3: You're tuned in to Sonosphere on WYXR 91.7. We're your host, Chris.
2: And I'm Amy, and today on the show, we talk with Ben Saraton, whose new album, Cicada Waves, was recorded during his artist residency at a dance studio at the base of the Appalachian Mountains during the height of the pandemic. The album comes out on April 30th and features minimal piano and the sounds of the wildlife surrounding the studio.
3: Cicada waves is a sound of allowance. It's the sound of a room being made, of guards being dropped, of adaptation. It's more often than not the sound of a piano not being played. It's the sound of wings or wind or water doing what they will. Hear Ben talk about the album, the music videos that accompany it, and rethinking our relationship with the outdoors. Now on WYXR 91.7.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Ben Saratan. I'm a musician from Troy, New York. I have a record coming out that the end of this month called Cicada Waves on NNA Tapes. Yeah, I've been playing music my whole life, really. Um, I started like singing in kids church choir at a very young age and like taking piano lessons from the from the choir accompanist um so yeah it's been something i've been doing really forever um definitely started performing in church too that was like kind of where i started to get the bug for it and then yeah just through the various permutations and uh you know teenage crises and moving to the east coast i continued doing it
2: Started off in choir, and you have other albums where you are vocal. You know, you have a lot more of a vocal um, presence, and this one as an instrumental. During COVID, can you talk uh, a little bit about your approach to to this album versus some of the other ways you've recorded, um, specifically a, in this artist residency and in the and in the space that you inhabited during this time?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So I've always done two sides. I've always had two sides to what I do. There's like the songs and the guitar playing, which is more kind of chaotic and frenetic and cathartic and with a full band usually. Um, And then I also do this instrumental, ambient, cinematic, soundscape-y type stuff. And I've always kind of, not necessarily alternated releases, but I have these two sides to my my work. And last year, uh, right before I started making this album, I was trying to figure out a way to record a piano and process it so that the sustain of the piano chord could be its own generative ambient drone thing. And I made a a lot of recordings while I was quarantining. my, my, uh, My partner is a sculpture professor and a sculptor, and she was working at a liberal arts college in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. And it was a great place to spend some time during the early days of quarantine last year. So it was just kind of the two of us on this completely abandoned college campus surrounded by farmland and, um, convinced the, uh, music director there to let me play their concert grand piano. They had in this beautiful recital hall. So a lot of the time for the first, I don't know, four or five months of quarantine. I was just playing this really beautiful piano in a perfectly still room, completely alone. And I was trying to make the piano sound like this otherworldly thing. So that was kind of what I was starting with. But I had been offered this opportunity to go to Georgia and do the Hambidge Center Residency, which Hambidge is an amazing place. They've been an artist colony for almost 100 years. Um, It's in the woods in the Appalachian Mountains, right at the northern border of Georgia, almost in North Carolina. And I thought I would continue making these really pristine, kind of alien, untouchable, perfect plastic piano recordings. But the studio I was playing in and the piano I was playing on just had completely other ideas for me. And basically refused to be quiet enough and pristine enough to make this plastic kind of perfectly. I'm imagining like a perfectly spherical, like spaceship is kind of what I wanted to make but every time I turned on a microphone there'd be some huge weather event rolling through or these swarms of cicadas and eventually I just got frustrated enough I said okay I'm just going to give it up I'm going to let them be what they want to be and I'm just going to play along and that's how this album came to be nice so the
3: the cicadas are um it's it's not quite improv but, you know you have to you know problem with it I guess with that noise in the background so with your perfect pieces so were these composed otherwise on there or was this something that you did free form
1: the great thing about this album and I can I feel like I can say it's a great thing because it wasn't really my intention I just wanted to document this weird thing that I was experiencing where I was playing piano in this otherworldly environment filled with these bugs and the weather and and all the other associated noises. I didn't really have any intention of it being a recording for other people or anything other than a document of this thing that I was doing. So it has this real kind of beginner's mind vibe to it where they are fully improv, but there's a lot of space and there's a lot of just letting things happen, which is not typically what I do. I, especially as a guitar player, I, play very fast and very loud. <laughs> so um, that's really the beautiful thing about these recordings. It wasn't until maybe two months after I got home and I was kind of reviewing my work and my notes from that time that I realized, Hey, actually these are amazing as a collection. What do they sound like? all edited together and, and put into one thing. And that's, it wasn't ever, I never set out to make a record. It was just a document of this time.
3: Did you, did you have the, the, plan before for the residency before the pandemic was that that's something so it was it was i guess um i don't know if serendipitous is the right word <laughs> yeah um but um so that was something you already knew you were going into
1: being offered that residency was one of the last things that kind of happened in my life before the pandemic it was a really wild turn of events i went from i mean i, I think i was offered this residency in february Then I had my, I put out a record last year. Uh, Yes, last year. I had to think about it. Put out a record last year. It came out on February 28th, 2020. We did a release show on February 28th, 2020. And then within two weeks, everything, I was living in New York City at the time, everything was shut down. So uh, I had been offered this residency and kind of I went through all the weird permutations that my life took after COVID happened, just kind of assuming that the residency would be canceled and I had to leave my job, my day job, which when I was offered the residency, it was a question of, oh, am I going to be able to go because I I have this day job? Well, turns out I couldn't keep working there. (laughs) So the problem kind of solved itself. But then, yeah, I was in Ohio for a while, and then I moved out of New York City, which I lived in for the 10 years right after I graduated college. It's the only other city I've ever lived in in my adult life. So all these changes and big things were happening and I just kind of assumed that the residency would be canceled but then the summer came on and they said hey you know the residency has full COVID protections in place you can still come and it was this really surreal experience of driving all the way down to Georgia I didn't feel safe flying at the time and just kind of not really believing that I had the ability and the the opportunity to get down there I think cruci- crucially, uh, there's no internet service and no cell phone service at all in the studios at Hambage. There's only a cordless phone that can only receive calls in. So it was like, you know, after six months of just checking COVID statistics constantly, it was this amazing reprieve to just be in a totally different zone. Yeah,
3: a true a true isolation instead mm-hmm. of what we all like the rest of us got to experience, which was a uh, isolation with a uh, seasoning of social media yeah. um, on, on top of it. Well,
1: well, interestingly too, I mean, I didn't, I didn't see any news headlines. I didn't see any social media. I didn't make a tweet, you know, the entire time I was there. But there were all these other artists. And I was interacting with strangers for what felt like the first time in months. So weirdly, it was less socially distanced than it might have been if i was still living in my apartment in new york city but i also wasn't with roommates or my partner i was like alone for the first time in forever it's a really interesting experience it was a lot of things at once
3: so you talked about releasing an album right before that how how has this experience and even coming into this album how do you see yourself moving forward has this shifted your perspective on how music is going to be distributed or how you're going to reach people
1: yeah i mean that's a big question but i think everything i did involving everything i did in in service of making music stuff happen whether that's making a recording or putting out a record or organizing shows or whatever. All of that was in service of getting people together. Um, that was what I wanted. That was what I did it for, you know, to see people at shows and see other musicians perform. I was running really a, uh, just <laughs> the best part of living in New York for me, besides going dancing all the time, was um, we had a we were running a venue out of my living room for like the last two years. I lived in New York called Tortoise Town. They were like these Sunday night semi-acoustic, sometimes full band shows that were just really amazing. And it was all about just gathering people together and not being able to do that. I mean, it's just made me really rethink things and reprioritize things. I I don't have any definitive answers currently. Uh, Similarly to even getting the opportunity to go do this residency, I'm kind of amazed that I have the opportunity to put out this record from that residency that felt like an amazing opportunity. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think this summer is going to be a time of people coming back together to hear music and perform music together. I know, at least in the city, it's already happening. And I'm starting to see that in my area, too. But as far as the future goes, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of economic precarity when uh, the unemployment runs out. Because I know a lot of musicians and gig workers are relying on those payments. I don't know what's going to happen in September.
2: I mean, I was just gonna ask a little bit more um, for you to expound a little bit more about um, bringing the outdoors in, and kind of in a way because you know we started off this pandemic not being able to go outside, and then suddenly we can only see other humans outside. So how 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 was it? How did outside and the outdoors kind of uh, shape uh, the the this album? And then are we, as kind of like in a society now, kind of rethinking our relationship with the outdoors in a way? <laughs>
1: You know, you remind me of this, like, maybe not that pertinent anecdote, but I think it was, uh, yeah, Labor Day weekend. I went camping, like, really far upstate, almost in Canada. And on the way there, it was, like, the Saturday of Labor Day weekend. And they had this, you know, those road signs they put out when there's, like, a road closure, the big rectangles that flash with messages. They had, at every major hike point in the Adirondacks leading up to the campsite we were going to, they had these flashing highway billboards out. And they were basically saying like so many people are hiking on these hiking trails today. That is a COVID risk. And you could see like the cars were parked along the highway. They were like the the parking lots had overflown and and over uh, overfilled. And they were parked along the shoulder of the highway, which seemed really dangerous. And these, these billboards were blinking, seek other hikes, (laughs) which I just thought was like, that's such a beautiful phrase. And like, (laughs) <laughs> it's something I say regularly now. So, yeah, I do think, I do think people are seeking other hikes now. Um, I like something you said about we interact with people outside and it has changed the outside space. I think like sidewalks and cafe backyards and common areas in cities are just so charged now and so important and so vital to so many of us. It's really cool to see that. Because I would hope that in this time of everyone being home all the time, they kind of take shape and better stock of who their neighbors are and what the community actually is in its physical manifestation. Um, but we're also talking about outside as far as like nature goes. And of course, like this record is the the ratio of nature noises to piano playing on this record is like 80-20. <laughs> It's like more the sound of the piano not being played and letting the other sounds hit the tape than it is, you know, actually like playing the piano prodigiously. And I think you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, outside was the safe place. Uh, And when I was making this recording, I was like constantly jogging on the road. I found it like really satisfying to run to the border of North Carolina while I was (laughs) in residence because it just felt cool to run across the border. So I was doing that every morning and I was hiking all the time. And the album art is, I don't even know the story. I need to ask somebody at the residency, but the album art is a picture from a hike I took. I just found a baby grand piano rotting in the woods miles away from anywhere. I have no idea how it got there. It might be an art piece. It's not really clear. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) John Cage left it there. I guess. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yes. I mean, Does a piano
2: make a sound if it's in (laughs) the (laughs) voice?
1: Well, you know, there's that great Lamont Young piece. It's like one of his Fluxus pieces where he, I forget what it's called, but it's, you know, one of these text pieces where essentially he says, you know, the performance is you feeding a bale of hay to a piano. And the performance (laughs) is over when the piano is done eating. (laughs) Full. (laughs) Um, I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm less of a fan of Lamont Young in my in my 30s, but in my 20s, he was like a big guiding light for me. Um, and I think that piano piece, you know, feeding the bale of hay to the piano was was really kind of on my mind while I was playing for this record.
2: Well, um, I, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask uh, briefly about was the video that you released mm. for the um, Fog Rolls song. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, and the, (laughs) the, uh, idea behind the video and all that.
1: Yeah, sure thing. Well, I, I am, um, uh, I'm working freelance right now, which is, this is the first time that's ever happened to me since I was maybe 14. I've had a day job my entire life. So it's been a big transition. And, uh, of course I have a lot more time on my hands. So basically that is all to say that I actually made videos for every single track on this record. And they're all different. They all have different approaches. The one you're referring to is for the closing track, which was the first one we released. And it was the one I kind of like didn't have a concept for. Um, and I was, I've been watercoloring a lot. That's like a classic quarantine activity. It's like baking sourdough or growing your own mushrooms. Like everybody has a hobby now. So I've been doing a lot of watercolors. And I was doing these watercolor animations that were just these kind of simple swirling lines. But they weren't, like, enough. It didn't feel like it had enough potency. And this was happening kind of in the dead of winter. I live three hours north of New York City now, which is, like, frigid wasteland in the winter wintertime. <laughs> um, it was snowing all the time. And it seemed like I just had to do something with the snow because that was all we had. And... I'm not really sure what possessed me, but I went down to the site of the former city hall in my town. That's now a big empty lot. And I was by myself and I set up my tripod in a blizzard and I took my shirt off and I just started dancing in the snow. Um, and I, I suppose like taking your shirt off outdoors is like, a you know, you're talking about like returning to the primal in some way. <laughs> but I think I just wanted to do something transgressive and wild because it's really hard to be that way in quarantine. And, um, I feel like in my, in my days leading up to COVID, I was being transgressive and wild all the time. I was staying out late, going out dancing all the time, burning the candle at both ends. And, uh, I think it was just a, an act of transgression really. And it was very funny cause I looked around, I was like, Oh, there's no one here. It's snowing. It's fine. But of course, like, The moment I took my shirt off, there were like eight or nine people passing by. There was like a a snowplow going by that clearly stopped to watch me and see what I was doing. And it was actively snowing and I had my shirt off. It was it was an ordeal. But it, you know, filmed it in slow-mo. It turned into this really surreal contrast the the track itself is full of birds singing and it sounds like this optimistic kind of spring dawning the fogs rolling out It's the name of the track. And then you contrast it with this, like, <laughs> you know, bitter cold. I hope that comes across, but the other videos are, are kind of, I mean, for this, we just dropped one today and it involved lighting some replacement piano keys on fire. I asked my friend Bahara, who's a digital artist, to make a clip, and she made a sim version of me, and then animated it in the sims, and then manipulated the footage and made this wild digital reimagining of like the experience of making the record. There's all sorts of stuff. Um, just wanted to, you know, piano music with with no lyrics uh, can be so evocative. It can contain many different interpretations for different people it can really sound like a million different things so i felt like it was important to present like different possible interpretations of of each of each sound
3: Um, you don't edit any of the album or you leave it the way it is but you're doing a lot of manipulation with the graphics and stuff so you're kind of changing people's mind um on, you know, I guess making them interpret it in, in certain ways, uh, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, I think I think normally with a, a record, you spend a lot of time crafting it to be a singular thing. And you go in and you mark particular takes and you mix it and you master it in a particular way to make it be kind of conformed to your one vision. And it's almost like this is the easiest record I've ever made in some ways because... There is no editing. There was just like one quick round of mastering. And the guy who did it was like, honestly, I'm not even going to charge you full price because I barely did anything. (laughs) Um, So it is, there's no artifice in the recording. It's literally just a field recorder on a tripod in the middle of the room and that's it.
2: You are tuned in to WYXR 91.7. This show is Sauna Sphere, and we're your hosts. My name is Amy.
3: And I'm Chris. Hope you're having a great Monday. How's it going over there, Amy?
2: It's going well. Uh, I loved our talk that we had with Ben Surrettin. He was such a great, like, nice guy, and uh, and that album is pretty cool. It's, like, chill. Um, It's very, um, you can Feel like the the areas around the music, and so it was just a really good talk with him. So, well, there's
3: some poignant parts too, you know, about uh, you know the point brought up of bringing the outside in, and all of that. I feel like you know nature and outside has become our new communal space, as it always has been but more so yeah. we're aware of it these yeah. days more so. pronounced for sure yeah
2: so i hope you enjoyed that talk too um so now we're going to continue we're going to play uh, some more chill songs minimal uh classical uh also just some ambient music over the next half hour that we're here with us on Sonosphere right here on wyxr so up next chris what do we have
3: uh we have they go long which is going to be from the stalker soundtrack uh Edver Artemyev uh, and uh, that Tarkovsky film, one of my favorites ever. So here is They Go Long.
2: Nice. You are tuned in to WYXR 91.7. This show is Sonosphere, and my name is Amy.
3: And I'm Chris. You just heard uh, from the Fantasias for Theremin and String Quartet album with Carolina Ike and Acme. That was Nusta Nidad, or Ascent Descent. What are we listening to now?
2: Right now, we are hearing Red Spells Red with a tune called Bird's Return. And um, it's from the same compilation by Versus Records, a label out of Washington, D.C., that um, we heard earlier. We also heard Dennis Kane from that same compilation earlier on in our set. So thanks for tuning in.
3: Yeah, you're tuned into Your Crosstown Radio. You know, and we're here in the beautiful Crosstown Concourse in Memphis, Tennessee, wherever you might be tuned in from. Maybe you're right around the corner or maybe you're around the globe somewhere. But we do have a pledge drive coming up we're a community driven radio station Um, we thrive on your support and we aim to bring the community of listeners what they want to hear but Tell us a little bit about that Pledge Drive, Amy.
2: Yeah, so the Pledge Drive is coming up next week. You're going to hear a lot of great special programming, um, and you'll hear some of us on each other's shows, so I might pop up on someone else's show. We'll have some friends in for our uh, show next week, so stay tuned and get ready uh, to pledge. Make your pledge during that time. Um, It's the best time to become a member of the station as well. We'll have a membership drive going on right here in Crosstown Concourse. So... Tune in, come down, and uh, get ready to support your uh, community radio station. So um, coming up next, uh, you know, we mentioned ACME earlier on, and Clarice Jensen is the art director for ACME and cellist, of course. So we are going to hear her solo album. Um, We're not going to hear the whole album. We're going to hear a tune uh, called For This, From That Will Be Filled. That's the name of the album, and that's uh, Side B, track one, coming up next right here on WYXR.